Okay, so this is going to be my Royal Rumble, my WWE Royal Rumble 2021 review. Um, the show happened on Sunday. I'm recording this on Tuesday because it's the first um, chance I really, first amount of time I really had to record this. Um, last show, or the last review I did, I believe, was Hell in a Cell, and then I was going to do... Um, Survivor Series and TLC, but I kind of just forgot. Um, anyway, overall, I actually enjoyed the Royal Rumble. I thought it was pretty good. Both the Royal Rumble matches were pretty enjoyable. Um, you know, the the WWE title match, which I'll get into in a minute, was what it was. The Universal title match was great. Um, the SmackDown title was alright. So, um, Like I said, overall... I didn't think it was as good as last year's Royal Rumble. I thought last year's Royal Rumble was awesome. Um, the match itself was really good. So, anyway, let's uh, let's get started with the review. The first match was the WWE Championship match: Drew McIntyre defending against Goldberg. Um, right off the bat, it's kind of funny. You see Goldberg walking out, and he's wearing like black short, like MMA shorts with like a some. It's like he stole Brock Lesnar's shorts or something. It's kind of funny. But uh, this match went two minutes and about two minutes and thirty seconds. Just what it needed to be short, sweet, to the point. They did the right thing by having Drew McIntyre win. I kind of thought, I'll be honest, because of Goldberg's history with championship matches since he's returned, where he beat you know last year. I think it was a super showdown. He beat Bray Wyatt for the Universal title. Then in 2017, he beat Kevin Owens for the Universal title. So, I wouldn't have been shocked if Goldberg did win the title here. Honestly, a part of me kind of did, just like for my own sick pleasure. Because it would have been hilarious. Um, just to see, you know, people freak out about Goldberg winning the title. It would have been funny. Like, in my opinion, I, I would have laughed. But, uh... Overall, like I said, it was short. It's, you know, what do you expect out of Goldberg at this point? Um, I actually thought the way they did this was kind of cool. It's hard to, I think, Goldberg headbutts Drew. He goes out, they go outside, they brawl a little bit. And then, um, I think Drew goes to Irish whip Goldberg into the steps. Goldberg reverses it, he Irish whips Drew McIntyre into the steps. Goldberg sets up for a spear. Spears Drew McIntyre through the barricade. This is all before the match even starts. Um, so the match never really starts at that point. And Drew's kind of laying there. My only criticism with this part is that Drew didn't really sell it. He got up in like 20 seconds. Like at least lay there for a little bit, you know? At least make it, you know what I'm saying? That's just a little nitpick. But then, you know, they get inside the ring and typically get some Spears. Some jackhammers, some kickouts, some Claymore kicks. Um, you know, a typical Goldberg match at this stage. So, I mean, then Drew McIntyre won. After the match, they shook hands. Goldberg looked dead. He was, like, he was gassed in his, like, well, he's laying on, he was, like, sitting on the, or like not even sitting, like, kind of hunched over on the ramp, kind of like he was just dead, man. <laughs> I mean, obviously, he's old. He's, like, 54 years old, I believe, but still, it was crazy, and, uh, Kind of, I'm happy Drew won. Now, the, I guess we'll find out what they do with Drew McIntyre at WrestleMania. I'll get into that later after the Rumble, after I review the Rumble matches. But um, because at this point, I don't know what what the rumors that all that I heard about. I'll get into that. But 
I don't know what they do with Drew McIntyre at WrestleMania, but overall they did the right thing. They could have had been stupid here and had Goldberg win, which, like I said, I would have laughed just because I'm cynical and I like that when they do stupid shit because it pisses the fans off. And you get to see people on social media like cry and complain about wrestling, which, I don't know, it just makes me laugh. Anyway, uh, so we'll move on to the, um, the second match. Oh, by the way, I didn't watch the pre-show. Well, I did, but I was like half paying attention. So Nia Jackson, Shayna Baszler beat Asuka and Charlotte Flair for the um, SmackDown, or not SmackDown, the WWE Women's Tag Team Championships. Honestly, they're probably just going to give Charlotte the women's title eventually from Asuka anyway. So we'll move on to that. I don't want to rant on, uh, on Charlotte. I'm not a huge fan of Charlotte. Anyway, so next was the WWE SmackDown Women's Championship. Sasha Banks defending against Carmella. Um... This is pretty good. Uh, you know, Carmella's not the greatest, but she's gotten a better. At least she's kind of, she's somewhat watchable in the ring. But uh, Sasha Banks basically is what made this match. They had some good spots, and Sasha retained by submission. There was a crazy spot where uh, freaking, I think Carmella was doing like a tope, and she landed, it looked like on her face. And it looked like she was just dead. And I remember seeing Sasha Banks kind of like pat her back. Like she was making sure she was okay. Like that was dangerous. It looked pretty gnarly that she did that. Um, but yeah, so Sasha retains and she'll probably carry the championship into WrestleMania. And then next was, though, 30 man, or well, 30 woman women's Royal Rumble match. So... Overall, that was pretty decent. I'm trying to remember if I thought it was better than last year's Women's Rumble. Um, I don't honestly remember last year's Women's Rumble that much. Uh, I think, what, who won? Oh, Charlotte won. So yeah, that sucked. <laughs> um, so it started out with actually Bailey and Naomi, who'd been gone for a long time. She's been gone probably six eight months i'd say she returned um bailey naomi was in there for 47 minutes which is insane uh the third entrant was bianca belair and then the fourth entrant was billy Kay, which was actually kind of funny in the beginning she would she came out and she was sitting at the announce table and she was pretty much Whenever someone would come out, she'd try to go and try to, like, introduce herself. And I think she has, like, she carries around these, like, pictures, I think, of herself. And she tries to, like, give them to Pete Russell, other women's wrestlers. I think they're pictures of herself. Yeah, I sound dumb if I get that wrong. Yeah, okay. Anyway, um, it's pretty funny. Uh, number five was, uh, Shotzi Blackheart. Six was Shayna Baszler, who actually lasted 41 minutes, which is quite a while. Last year, I think she ended at number 30. Um... Tony Storm was seven. Jillian Hall was eight. Uh, this Shotzi Blackheart was the first person eliminated. And then Jillian Hall was later eliminated by Billy Kay. Ruby Riot came in at number nine. Victoria came in at number ten, who hasn't been in WWE in at least ten years, maybe more. She was also wrestling when I was younger with like Trish Stratus and Lita and all them. Um, she, but she hadn't been in WWE in 
like I said, at least 2009, 2010, might have even been earlier, I don't exactly remember, but she did wrestle with uh, Sasha, or no, Sasha Banks, Trish Stratus, Lita, and Tori Wilson and all them. Anyway, um, so I was at number 10. Number 11 was Peyton Royce. Number 12 was Santana Garrett, who I've never heard of. She's from NXT. Number 13 was Liv Morgan. And then number 14 was actually Rhea Ripley, who lasted 39 minutes. She ended up eliminating seven women in this match, so she was kind of the one that got the most eliminations. Number 15 was Charlotte, and I was like, oh God, here we go again. I kind of thought she might win. They didn't do that. She lasted about 33 minutes. Dana Brooke was 16. Tori Wilson was 17. Lacey Evans was 18. Mickey James, 19. Nikki Cross was 20. Number 21 was Alicia Fox, who hadn't been around for a while. They did some stuff with R-Truth where he ran down, and he thought it was the Men's Royal Rumble. And he ended up getting pinned by Alicia Fox. And then at some point in time, all the rest of the geeks that go after the 24-7 championship, all the rest of the jobbers pretty much came out and chased R-Truth. At some point in time, he got the belt back from Alicia Fox. Number 22 was Mandy Rose. 23 was Dakota Kai. 24 was Carmella, who was only in there for 47 seconds, which is kind of funny. Tamina was 25. Why? Number 26 was Lana. The return of Lana, who hasn't been seen for a while. Now, if you watched... Um, there was viewers on television where Nia Jax was putting Lana through the announce table every week. And then she ended up getting injured and got, she was supposed to team up with Asuka to face Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler and they replaced her with Charlotte due to an injury. Obviously storyline. It could have been legit, but I don't think it was. Anyway, um, she ended up eliminating Nia Jax, so she got a little bit of revenge there. Nia Jax eliminated Shayna Baszler, which was her partner, which was kind of stupid. Um, Alexa Bliss was number 27. She was only there for a minute. She did do some of the stupid fiend crap, and Rhea Ripley was like, nuh-uh, and threw her ass out of the ring, so that was kind of cool. Ember Moon was 28. She got eliminated by Nia Jax. Nia Jax was 29, obviously. I said she got thrown out by Lana. And then uh, Natalia was number 30. So I believe the final four, I'm pretty sure, was Natalia... Charlotte, Rhea Ripley, and Bianca Belair. Um, so then Bianca Belair threw out Nia, or Natalia, and it got down to Rhea Ripley, Charlotte, and Bianca Belair. And at first I'm thinking, oh my god, they're going to actually have Charlotte win back-to-back -back Royal Rumbles. Thank god they didn't do that. Um, they both, it's kind of funny that they made it where Charlotte got thrown out by both of them because they had to make Charlotte look fucking like Superman, Superwoman, whatever the fuck you want to call it. And uh, that was kind of stupid. They had her get thrown out by Rhea Ripley and Bianca Belair. Then there was a point where Bianca Belair and Shayna, or <sighs> Bianca Belair and Rhea Ripley were both fighting 
kind of on the apron and they both agreed to just roll back into the ring. I think there was a point where I think I saw a picture where it actually looked like Bianca Belair's foot, both her feet were on the ground before they got back in the ring. But uh, anyway, so they ended up doing that. They get back in the ring. They fight a little bit and then Bianca Belair eliminates um, Rhea Ripley to win. It was also funny when Charlotte got eliminated. She was like laughing. She's like, ah, either way, she's like, I'm going to get my title match anyway. So they'll probably do some stupid crap here in the next couple of weeks or months where she's going to win the belt from Asuka because, you know, Every WrestleMania, Charlotte's been on the main roster. She's been in the women's championship match, so they just can't help themselves. Um, but yeah, Bianca Belair won. She cut a really cool promo afterwards. She was kind of just crying and all. You could tell it meant a lot to her, so that was cool. Um, as for what they do with her at WrestleMania, my guess is they do Sasha Banks and Bianca Belair. I mean, they could do. Oh, excuse me. Um, they could do Bianca Belair and Asuka, but I don't think they'll go that route. Um, it seems, I mean, unless they completely change the belts around, who knows? I guess, like I said, we got two more pay-per-views, so we'll kind of see. But um, if I had to guess, I would say that they would do her versus Sasha Banks, which I think would be really good. So yeah, that was the women's rumble. Like I said, that was pretty decent. They could have been, you know, probably a lot, a little better. But you know, what can you do? I mean, having two rumbles, I think, kind of just is overkill. I think they need to go back to having one rumble for just the men's rumble, honestly. But cause having two rumbles basically that are an hour each is kind of it's a lot to kind of sit through. So, um. But yeah, it's cool to see Bianca Belair win. Hopefully she wins the championship at WrestleMania. I kind of figure she will. So, uh, the next match was awesome. So it was the WWE Universal Championship match in a last man standing match with Roman Reigns defending the championship against Kevin Owens. So these two actually had a match at the Royal Rumble in 2017 for the Universal Championship I want to say that match was a last man standing match as well. Let me actually look just to be sure, but I'm almost positive that that was a last man standing match. I want to look this up. It's, just, it's going to be kind of silent for a second, so just give me a second. Because I could have sworn they had... Their, I know they had a match at the Rumble, obviously, in 2017. Like I was saying, that, was that a last man standing match as well? Oh, no, it was just a no disqualification match. But anyway, it was kind of ironic that they had another match here. This time the roles were reversed, though, because the first time they had the match um, at the Royal Rumble in 2017, Kevin Owens was the champion, and he was the heel. And then now it's Roman Reigns is the champion, and he's the heel, and Kevin Owens is the babyface. So it's kind of like a role reversal. But, um, yeah, this match was great. A lot of crazy spots. Um, a spear. I think, I believe Kevin Owens did a pop-up powerbomb through the announce table. I'm trying to remember this from my heart. Uh, Roman threw Kevin Owens off the, like they have the fan, like the virtual fans. He threw him like off of that through a, like the stage, I guess you could call it, or the stands. 
threw a bunch of tables. He ran them over with a golf cart, which was actually kind of funny. <laughs> and Kevin Owens had like plexiglass, like landed on him. Looked like that hurt pretty damn bad. I believe AEW did the same spot in one of their matches um, a few months back. But yeah, I thought it was kind of funny. He just, like, Kevin Owens is just, like, walking around backstage and Roman Reigns just comes out of nowhere and hits him with a golf cart. It was fucking hilarious. Um, and then Kevin Owens sets up a forklift. Or, well, he finds a forklift. Obviously, he doesn't set it up. There's, like, a, he jumps off the, like, the pallet and does, like, a swan tom bomb through or onto Kevin Owens or onto Roman Reigns, which was awesome. Um... Now the ending of it, this is where I kind of thought the ending kind of, you know, hurt the match a little bit. So they're, they've come out, they eventually come back through the curtain and they're fighting back toward the ring. Uh, Kevin Owens gets some, or Roman Reigns has some handcuffs. He's trying to fight, you know, Owens off or whatever. Um, oh yeah, there was another spot before that where. I forget what Roman did. I want to say... Oh, no, no, Roman speared him through the set, like the stage, which was cool. That's what... So that's what happened. So Roman Reigns... I don't remember. Uh, Roman Reigns speared him through the set. And they were both down till nine, and then Roman Reigns eventually makes it to his feet. And Kevin Owens, instead of standing up, he kind of rolls off the stage and is kind of like sitting, like kind of staggering on the stage to get himself up, which I thought was cool. But uh, then we get to the end where this was kind of what hurt it a little bit. So like I said, uh, Roman Reigns got out some handcuffs, was beating Kevin Owens with the handcuffs. Eventually Kevin Owens actually ties up or handcuffs Roman Reigns to like this part of the set. Um, and for some stupid reason... Or no, wait. So then it looks like Kevin Owens is going to win. They get to like a nine count and Roman Reigns actually grabs the ref and he throws the ref like to the ground and knocks the ref out. But then there's another ref where he starts counting and Paul Heyman's coming up with the handcuffs and he can't, or with the handcuff key, trying to get the handcuffs off Roman Reigns and he can't like unhandcuff him. It took like two or three minutes to be honest. It's kind of funny. Kevin Owens is like sitting over there like, um, resting pretty much, and I just thought it kind of hurt it a little bit, because obviously it's live TV, so they can't really edit that, but, <coughs> oh, excuse me, um, well, I thought that kind of hurt it a little bit, and the ref stopped counting at six, which I thought was stupid, it kind of made the match feel kind of eh, to be honest, but, uh, you know, well, like I said, eventually, uh, Kevin, Roman Reigns gets free. He puts Kevin Owens in a guillotine choke. And, cho and Kevin Owens passes out. And that's the match. Kevin Owens down for the 10 count. So I actually thought they booked Kevin Owens really well for defeat. Probably about as good as you could book him for this. Um, you know, they had three matches. I thought all of them were great. They had a match at TLC which was awesome. They had a match on SmackDown, a steel cage, which was awesome. So they've had three really good matches here. And uh, like I said, overall, I enjoyed it. What they do with Kevin Owens from here, I have no idea. But, you know, that said it was good. I'll see where the, what they go. I'll kind of speculate on what I think they'll do with the championships after the Rumble. So, um, 
So then we get to the main event, the men's Royal Rumble match. Um, entrant number one was Edge, who had obviously been injured for a while. He got injured at Backlash against Randy Orton. Tore his tricep for legit, so this was his first match back. Obviously, everyone knows Edge returned last year and uh, at the Royal Rumble and then ended up having a match at WrestleMania with Randy Orton after being gone for nine years, so I thought it was really cool to see Edge back last year. Still cool to see him this year, but uh, so yeah, Edge starts out number one. Randy Orton's actually number two, and Edge, before the match even really starts, Edge just makes a beeline up the ramp toward Randy Orton, and they start brawling down toward the ring. They're fighting outside. They slam. Ta- Edge puts Orton through the ta- through a table. I believe does the execution. And then they eventually roll back in the ring at some point. Um, Sami Zayn came out at number three. Uh, and then, so yeah, Edge actually ended up winning this match, but I'll get to that later. Um, he was in there the whole time, so for over an hour, which is crazy, especially at 47 years old. Uh, Edge is, he might even be 48, but uh, Sami Zayn was number three. Uh, Mustafa Ali was four. Jeff Hardy was five, Dolph Ziggler was six, and Shinsuke Nakamura was seven. There was a point, I'm trying to remember exactly what happened in this area, where Edge and Randy Orton were fighting again, and Edge actually took a chair, and he hit Randy Orton over the knee and was beating him with the chair, and the refs had to like get the chair from him and calm Edge down and all that. Then they eventually help Randy Orton to the back, so he's... Randy Orton's the smartest man in the company. He's like, uh-huh, I'm coming to the Rumble number two, but I ain't working for an hour, motherfuckers. <laughs> anyway, um, so yeah, Randy Orton's the smartest man in the company. It's like, oh, I can be in there for ten minutes total and still get paid. So uh, then eight was Carlito, which was awesome to see him back. He's been gone for like ten months. Kind of shitty he didn't spit the apple on someone's face, although I get why they didn't do it because of the, you know, the coronavirus and all that junk. Um, number nine was Xavier Woods. Number ten was Big E. Big E was in there for about a half an hour, which was it's quite a long time. Um, number 12, or no, number 11 was, <coughs> excuse me, John Morrison. Number 12 was Ricochet. Number 13 was Elias. Number 14 was Damian Priest from NXT. Um, number 15 was The Miz. Number 16 was Matt Riddle. Matt Riddle was in there for 31 minutes, which I think last year he was in the Rumble for like 45 seconds, so that was quite the improvement. Number 17 was Daniel Bryan, who honestly was one of the people that I thought would probably win this along with him and Edge and... I guess maybe you could say like Orton would have a chance, but those were really the only two that I saw winning. Um, number 18 was Kane. Uh, he ended up, who'd he let me out? I see he threw out Dolph Ziggler, and then, I'm trying to remember, someone else. Oh, it tells me right here, actually. So yeah, he threw out Ricochet. Well, and they had a Team Hell No reunion. Where Daniel Bryan and Kane hugged, which was kind of funny, and then Kane choke slammed him. Then Kane got thrown out by Damian Priest. Baron Corbin was number nineteen. Number twenty was Otis. Why? Otis sucks. 
Number 21 was Dominic Mysterio. Number 18 was Bobby Lashley. So yeah, number 22 was Bobby Lashley. Number 22 was the Hurricane, which was funny. He tried to do a double choke slam on uh, Big E and Bobby Lashley. He tried to do the same thing, I think it was in the 2002 or... Yeah, I think it was the 2002 Royal Rumble. He tried to do the same thing to Stone Cold Steve Austin and uh, Triple H. And they just kind of dumped him out of the ring, which the same thing happened here, which was kind of funny. Um, AJ Styles was number 25. It's kind of weird when he's been in the Rumbles, except for his first, his debut, where he debuted in the Rumble in 2016. Um, he doesn't last that long in Royal Rumbles, I've noticed. He was only in there for 10 minutes. Number 26 was Rey Mysterio. 27 was Sheamus. Um, 28 was Cesaro. Number 29 was, uh... Oh, wait, did I mention Christian was number 24? If I did, I might have skipped it. Anyway, let me talk about Christian for a second. I gotta go back. I don't remember if I... Might have had a brain story. Anyway, so Christian had been gone for, what, seven years? And he returned at number 24, which I thought was awesome. Um, he hasn't wrestled since 2014. Um, so apparently he's cleared to wrestle now. He's going to be under, you know, like a part-time schedule wrestling every now and then. It wasn't just a one-off appearance. Um, that's cool, because Edge and Christian, obviously, if people that know or don't know, for instance, I guess, uh, they've been friends for, yeah, Edge and Christian have been friends for a long time, since they were kids, and they grew up in Canada together and all that, anyway, so it's cool to see Christian back, Edge looked genuinely happy, I guess, no one in the back knew that Christian was going to be in the match, so that was cool, um, and then, yeah, number 29 was set. So, actually, yeah, we'll see what they do with Christian going forward. I think maybe he'll have a WrestleMania match. Who knows? Maybe get involved with, like, or Randy Orton or something. We'll see what they do. Number 29 was Seth Rollins returning. First time he'd been around since Survivor Series. Obviously, him and Becky Lynch had a kid. Well, Becky Lynch had the kid, but he was on, you know, hiatus and all that. Um, and then 30 was Braun Strowman. And then, so yeah, I believe the final four was Christian, Seth Rollins, Braun Strowman, and Edge. And it came to a point where um, Seth, Seth Rollins is telling Braun Strowman, like, hey, let's team up. Let's take out Edge and Christian. They're old. We're the future. You know, that kind of stuff. And then Braun ends up turning on Seth Rollins. Throws him out. There was a funny spot early on parts of the room. I keep kind of backtracking a little bit. Sorry. Um, so AJ Styles has, <clears throat> has his bodyguard named Omos. And he was kind of like, he. I think he grabbed Big E out of the ring and he threw him out. He helped AJ eliminate a couple other other people. Um, and there was a point where Baron Corbin, or not Baron Corbin, Braun Strowman grabbed AJ Styles and he was going to, throw him out of the ring, but then he realized Omos was right there, so he just kind of threw him out of the other side of the ring. I kind of thought it was a little funny. Anyway, so yeah, the final four that you're led to believe, because this whole time, Randy Orton's still in the back. So it was um, Christian, Seth Rollins, Braun Strowman, and Edge. Uh, Christian 
actually gets thrown out by Seth and Braun Strowman. And then Braun gets thrown out by Seth, Christian, and Edge. They all kind of ganged. It was kind of a weird elimination where, like, Christian, I believe Christian and Seth were fighting. Or it might have been Christian and Strowman. And then Seth kind of, like, ran over and, like, eliminated both of them. And then Seth... Or they all eliminated Strowman. It was kind of a weird... Edge was like trying to help and they all eliminated Strowman. It was kind of weird. And so we go down to Seth Rollins and Edge. Uh, Edge throws out um, Seth. So you think Edge wins. All of a sudden, Randy Orton comes out of nowhere. Hits an RKO out of nowhere. Obviously, he's known for that. Um, so he'd been... Like I said, Randy Orton's the smartest dude in the match. He just sat out backstage the whole time. He's like, fuck this. I ain't working for an hour. And, uh, I kind of thought they'd do some shit where they were going to tease Randy Orton was going to win, and then he would throw Edge out, and then Bray Wyatt, the Fiend, would appear and throw Orton out and win. They'd have, like, a throw. I don't know. I thought they'd do something stupid. I thought they didn't do that. So, Randy Orton basically gets foiled. So, the heel gets foiled by the babyface. Edge throws Orton out of the ring, and Edge wins the 2021 Royal Rumble. Now... It's pretty cool, obviously. It's a little redemption story, a little backstory for those of you that don't know. With Edge, obviously he retired in 2011. He was the world heavyweight champion, and he had to relinquish the title and retire due to a legitimate neck injury, and then nine years later he comes back. So it's a cool little redemption story. Um, I do want to kind of say one thing. Look, I have no problem with Edge winning the Rumble. I like Edge. But I see a lot of people that were praising Edge winning. And, you know, obviously he's a part-time performer. He's not around every week, which is fine. I have no issue with part-timers. But the thing that kind of bothers me a little bit with the whole issue with the part-time thing is, you know, people are complaining about, you know, like Goldberg being in championship matches or, or uh, you know, Brock Lesnar, people like that. But yet they're fine with Edge being in a championship match, you know. As a part-timer. Like I said, if you're going to complain about part-timers being in championship matches or in main events and taking spots from younger guys, that's fine. That's your dispute. That's like your choice to complain. But at least be consistent with it. Don't favor, like, oh, it's okay for Edge to do it, but not Lesnar or Goldberg or, you know, whoever. Um, I don't know. I just think it's kind of a stupid thing. Like, oh, I've seen people online like, oh, Edge can actually wrestle. And I'm like... That isn't. That's not the point. The point is, is don't complain about a part timer stealing a spot, but yet not complain when another person doesn't. Like I said, personally, I have no issue with Edge being in the Rumble or winning the Rumble. And like I said, it's a cool story. I guess we'll see who Edge challenges at WrestleMania. There's a lot of rumors that they might do Edge and Roman Reigns at WrestleMania, which. Not that I don't want to see that match, but I feel like if you do Edge and Roman Reigns, that they have nobody for Drew McIntyre to face on Raw. Because if you look at it, he's pretty much beat it, beaten everyone on Raw. AJ Styles he beat, um, you know, Randy Orton. They had a pretty long feud where Orton actually won the belt and then Drew won it back from him. Uh, he's fought Bobby Lashley, so Dolph Ziggler, people like that. So there isn't really, besides, I don't really see where they go with Drew if they don't have him face Edge. 
Because like I said, there's a lot of reports going around that Edge is going to face Roman Reigns at WrestleMania. Like I said, I guess we'll see. They could change their mind. I mean, I think they should honestly do uh, Drew McIntyre versus Edge and then Daniel Bryan versus Roman Reigns. Or, if we don't, we don't know what they're going to do with... If they do do Edge and Roman Reigns, they could even do John Cena versus Drew McIntyre. Because obviously there's rumors of Cena not doing WrestleMania, but... Then there was a report a week before that Cena was a lock for WrestleMania, and then John Cena comes out the other day and is like, oh, I'm not going to be, there's no way I'm going to be at WrestleMania. It's impossible because he's, you know, filming a movie in Canada and he can't cross the border and all that. Um, but anyway, uh, we'll see kind of where they go with that. Or they, you know, I, like I said, I'd rather see them do Drew McIntyre and Edge for the WWE Championship and then do Roman Reigns and Daniel Bryan for the Universal title. But, I mean, it's a cool story with Edge. Something that's kind of funny about it is that Edge is trying to get the title back that he never lost, which is all fine and good, but that title doesn't exist anymore. Obviously, they he was the World Heavyweight Champion when he had to retire, and then he never... They ended up um, unifying that championship with the WWE title. And then when they made another brand split, they made the Universal Championship. So really, technically, the title Edge is never lost. He can't win. So um, we'll see what they do, though, at WrestleMania. Um, obviously, i recording this on a Tuesday. So it's actually reported earlier that Edge is actually going to be on NXT tomorrow, which is cool. Um, we'll kind of see what they do there. Maybe they'll tease that he's going to go after Finn Balor in the NXT Championship. Because if you remember last year, Charlotte won the Women's Royal Rumble and they had her face Rhea Ripley for the NXT Women's Championship. And of course, Charlotte wins. Which is bullshit. But uh, I guess we'll see. And then obviously last night, Edge had a match with Randy Orton on Raw to kind of close out their feud. Pretty good match. So, um, Like I said, that's pretty much it for the Royal Rumble. <coughs> um... I think the next pay-per-view is Elimination Chamber. I'm not sure what day that's on. And I'll be <clears throat> I'll be back with a review for, uh, of that show as well. So I hope everyone stay, takes care, stays safe. And, yeah, enjoy life, I guess. I don't know. I'm bad at ending these things. But, yeah, that was the Royal Rumble. I enjoyed it. Good show. Excited for WrestleMania season. We'll see what they do. And I'll talk to you guys later. Thank you.